everyone. I'm Nicole. Hello. Welcome once again. Uh, I am Earl. And this is The Mix-Up, episode four. Four, yes. Coming at you uh, February 28th, 2021. Before we get started into our topic for the day, I would just like to share my joy in the fact that spring training baseball games have started today so i'm super pumped and excited i know you're not but that's the mix-up yeah i guess that that'll have to be the mix-up <laughs> for the day although i am a yankee fan um Ugh. i'm not necessarily i mean that's hate but anyway i'm not necessarily super excited about spring training i'm more excited about basketball playoffs so it is what it is um this is why we have two tvs but We'll see what happens in the middle of the season when it really counts. LFGM. If you know, you know. If you don't care, you don't care. (laughs) On that note, before we completely derail into a whole Mets-Yankees debate, um, our topic for today is uh, reparations. So we're going to dive into some stuff. We're going to talk about H.R. 40 a little bit. We're going to talk about um, what reparations are or what folks want to see them as. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to talk about some areas in the U.S. that have some localities that have talked about reparations and ways that they are examining that. And um, yeah, I think that's most of what we're gonna try to cover. Yeah, you know, about stuff thrown in. covers it. Um, but of course, you know, yeah, and also I guess covering the uh, controversy of the back and forth and support for it and opposition to reparations, like the arguments for and against, yeah. kind of, um, and. I guess also talking about the big names who are actually the ones that are pushing forth this uh, bill or proposal aggressively. Um, so that's kind of the crux of what we're going to get into because it is a hot topic. Yeah. Um, Today is the last day of Black History Month. It has come up a lot this yeah. month. It has come up a lot in the last couple of years. Right. Um, but I, And it's not just a flavor of the month. Like right. It's been an ongoing... Uh, thing that has been in the sphere but it's kind of I think taking more of a um, prominent uh, like light because of what has occurred you know these past few months and years with George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery um, whose one year anniversary of his killing just passed yep um, Breonna Taylor. So, you know, all these things kind of tied in into the the, the aggressive push to really get this thing going. Um, so that, that definitely played a, a huge role into it. And I know we always try to link what the mix-up is related to the topics that we're going to dive into. I mean, we both agree that something like HR 40 is needed um, in addition to some other things um, when it comes to reparations. But, I mean, the obvious mix-up is our 
racial background that I am white and you are not, um, mm-hmm. that you are a black man um, and I am a white woman. So we're going to go with that as our mix-up, um, even though we agree on yeah. a lot of what we're going to talk about today. Um, you know, you're coming at it from a completely different perspective than I ever could. And I think that um, that information and that sharing is super valuable as we start talking about things like reparations. Um, So with that, I guess we can dive in. Um, So for those that don't know, H.R. 40 is a resolution that has actually been in existence for about 30 years now. Mm -hmm. Um, It has come up. It has gone into the background. It has gone through these cycles of being brought back into the fold. Um, And so this, but the significance of the 40 in HR 40 is 40 acres and a mule. Right. So that is a very, very surface level (laughs) of what HR 40, like the, the, just the name of it and how long it has existed. So now that you're, shaking your head at the fact that it's been around for 30 years and we're now talking about it once again. Um, do you want to break down a little bit I mean, more about HR 40? Well, yeah, I, I just want to add on to the 40 acres in mm-hmm. a year because what that was was a promise to the newly freed slaves um, in 1865 from William T. Sherman, Special Field Order Number 15, he said that he would redistribute 400,000 acres of formerly Confederate-owned coastal land in South Carolina and Florida and subdivide it into 40-acre uh, plots. Um, unfortunately, um, the president uh, at the time, a- after um, President Lincoln's assassination, uh, Andrew, Jan- Andrew Johnson, um, he actually reneged on that deal, uh, that promise, and did not actually give uh, the promised land and property to those formerly enslaved people. And as a matter of fact, um, there was reparations in this country, but it unfortunately went to the perpetrators of the slave institution, the slave owners themselves. They got recompensated for uh, what they had lost in property um, chattel slavery so for the people that who are no longer their slaves they did some kind of calculation on how much you know they, they would have gained had they remained slaves and you know somehow came up with a uh, calculation to give them for uh, the money that they supposedly would have lost and also not just them but their descendants as well so yes. they actually were able to somehow figure out, you know, because there's all this argument about figuring out how we're going to redistribute this money, and you know, it's it's so complicated and things of that nature. But when it comes down to the get down, when they really want to put their mind to it and do things, the federal government can do things yeah. if they figure that um, it's worth their while yeah. and worth their their money. Um, so it's just funny how that goes, but (laughs) I would also like to say, um, for HR 40, it, part of it is that it would, 
they would study, there would be a commission that would study the history of slavery, the role federal and state governments played in supporting slavery and racial discrimination against the descendants of enslaved Africans. Right. Um, so I've, we've both read a lot about H.R. 40. We already knew some things, but we, we dove a little bit deeper into H.R. 40 and reparations. And um, there's a lot of discussion on what exactly reparations are mm-hmm. and how do you decide what what that should look like, right? There, there's There's been talk about checks going to people and then how do you decide who gets a check and what that amount is, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's been talk about just actually fixing the problems that exist that are a direct correlation to slavery, which which grows into discriminatory practices with housing, with healthcare, with education, right? There's a whole list of those things. Mm-hmm. So you know, you and I had this conversation and we talked, bless you, and we talked about what we think, what we think it should be, which, you know, whatever. But um, in my mind, from where I sit, I, I feel like finding and funding and changing the actual system is kind of the way to go because if i feel like and we talk about this right that the government if they're gonna just throw money at a problem this is what i'm gonna call it they're throwing money at something then you could say all right well you got your money like we're good now right right and not actually fix the problems that exist that we all know exist within the system so that's why i I kind of push back a little bit with with a you know a direct payment so to speak mm-hmm. because I, I truly see the government saying like okay you're you're good now right mm-hmm. like we're we're even and and you're not mad at us anymore like you're right. good right. but it doesn't actually fix anything right because the thing is america has never really come to a true reckoning for her past sins right and so you know therein lies the problem with the fact that for the most part, not even for the most part, like <laughs> black Americans have never really received a true, sincere apology from the American government um, for not only we can't just limit it to just slavery. That's just a well, part of the whole right. story, because, you know, it there's a thorough there's a through line from slavery to the black codes to Jim Crow laws, mm-hmm. to housing discrimination, to the prison pipeline, to um, bad education, um, justice system, um, you know, disproportionately, um, basically, you know, always, there's always a an obstacle for black people in this country somehow some way that you know we tend to for some reason disproportionately be more in prisons um for lesser crimes than say other races other 
other ethnicities and it doesn't match up like for instance right now with you know marijuana laws like you know how many people are in jail for you know non-violent mm-hmm. offenses and for now some reason America's making money off of the new thing which is you know this marijuana uh, weed push and all these companies and things of that nature are making money um, which a lot of people of color have gone to jail for yes and so now these are filling up the system and people are making money off the backs of those people because now once they're in the system they're actually still working there's a lot of people that's actually working and making a lot of the things that you use mm-hmm. to this day that you don't even realize are coming through people in prison and yes. you know so there's a there, there's a direct correlation between that if you you know everything is connected nothing that happens in a vacuum so it all Mm -hmm. dates back to slavery yeah that's the foundation of everything but it's not just slavery it's you know a lot of other things that come off of that that are offshoots of that that we may or may not see there's a lot of things that are visible but there are a lot of things are invisible um, and we also have to take that into account as well. So there's a lot of money that has been made off the backs of people for free, but also the the, the money that we have been allowed to make as well has also been stolen in some form or fashion. So we got to come to a reckoning with that. And, and the country has never really done that. And no. so I think that's also what we need to concentrate on, not just the money aspect of it. Right. It has to be on a much deeper level. And I think, you know, it's important to understand that and keep in mind that the country, America, there has never been an apology for what happened, right? There, there is an acknowledge, there's always the acknowledgement, but it's always, well, I mean, that happened and like, we're not there anymore, Right. right? It's fine now we elected a, a black man as president like we're good um, we don't, it's not me I didn't do anything like that I didn't have sleeves I didn't I wasn't a, a, I didn't run a plantation right like those are the things we hear consistently and from members of government too um, as to like we should just move on but keeping in mind that it actually wasn't that long ago with that 1865 that this existed mm-hmm. um you know world war Two, the japanese internment camps i mean you know that that's that's significant um but I believe there was an apology and some sort of reparation paid for for those people or descendants um, from that time. Right. And I'm not saying that this, that is wrong. That is that is significant. That should happen. Mm-hmm. These things should happen. But, and I'm, this is rhetorical for us because I know the answer. Like, why have we not done that here? I know the answer. You know the answer. Yeah. We all know the answer. Right. I mean, I, 
you know, and I think it's because if you if you do that, it's an admission of guilt. It's an admission that something was, and it it basically what it does now it sullies the legend of America. Yes, the myth of you know this great American democracy, <laughs> and it, of course, if you acknowledge that, then what you're saying is it cannot be a true democracy. It wasn't truly free for mm-hmm. everyone. And so you're trying to sweep that part under the rug. But as the years, as the decades and centuries elapse, as they go by, more truths are going to be revealed and come out. So it's like you should face those truths from the jump Mm -hmm. so that when it comes out, it won't be such a shock to the system. It won't feel like an attack on you and an attack on America, you know, because what happens is you create these fantasies and then when a fantasy you see is not real instead of confronting that and saying hmm okay I see what you're saying what you do is you attack the messenger and you don't reconcile you can't reconcile that with what you've Mm -hmm. been learning all these other years and so it, it just becomes distorted and just muddies the waters and then we end up right back to where we were in the first place right um and you know it it, it just I, I find it funny when people use that argument well it wasn't me I wasn't there <laughs> it's it was my okay. you know that happened so long ago which relatively speaking that really wasn't that long ago because there are many black Americans in this country that can trace you know th- their times to, to, to slavery uh, a general two generations ago or a generation ago yeah. or something like that and that's not really that long ago no or they could trace back to jim crow and tell you stories of yeah. times that they had to sacrifice their dignity um in kowtowing down to a white man on a sidewalk or not being able to look a white woman in the eye or talk to them any kind of way because then their life would be in danger and then they would end up being lynched or run out of town um and there's been many stories, you know, most infamously, of course, of Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is known as Black Wall Street, where, you know, despite the hardships of their ancestry of coming from a legacy of slavery, right. they still were able to, uh, you know, get a lot of money and get a lot of businesses for themselves, create a lot of wealth in their family. And then all of a sudden, one fateful night it all got snatched away because of an allegation of rape. And so the whole town had to pay for that uh, supposed uh, sin of this uh, black man. So, you know, there's many more stories of something atrocious happening like that throughout history, in our black history. So to say that it's just about slavery and just get over it, it's not. Because there's a lot of times where these things have happened in the 20th century. You know, so yeah. it all ties back to now, and then of course that leads to why the 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 wealth gap is so far between white families and back black families. Yes. I think it's like one thirteenth to one sixteenth the wealth it's... of a white family, something like that, in, in the black family household, and it all ties back to that. Um, so, you know, people have to take that into account as well. It's not just a right. one trick pony type of thing where it's just it's just about slavery no it goes far far beyond that um and so i would you know argue for somebody who 
says that oh it was just my ancestors and or it, it was so I far in the past to like do with that yeah what would you say like say for instance if somebody had a trust fund <laughs> right and they gave you money and it was like hey we're gonna keep this in the family and you're gonna get this money for which you had nothing to do with you didn't work for it would you turn down that money and i would say maybe you should because you had nothing to do with that yeah it had nothing to do with you but i highly doubt you would turn down that money you would gladly take it so if we use that same argument why wouldn't you be able to just sit back and and, and flip it on the other side and say okay now i see where you're coming from with that argument but you know you know people will willfully be blind and ignorant to that because of course like i said they'll have the they'll ha- they'll, they will have to be a reckoning Yes. Um, and a sit down with themselves, you know, about this. Right. So. Yeah, no, I absolutely. And I, we're talking about it now and it's, it's become, um, a bigger story now, like you had said, especially after the summer and George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and, and just, you know, coronavirus has kind of pushed a lot of this stuff into the spotlight because everybody's home, everybody's paying attention, everybody's looking at what's going on in the world. So I think that that has COVID for all of the bad that COVID is, the good is that we're now examining these things, right? And we're, we're looking at them with a little bit of a sharper focus than we have in the past Mm -hmm. as a and maybe that's just my white optimistic self i don't know but perhaps um perhaps although i don't like to say i'm optimistic either but it's my whiteness how about that it's my whiteness it's your whiteness so (laughs) i I ain't gonna disagree with that (laughs) but what i did want to bring up is that there are some areas that in the country that have separately discussed or put together commissions and councils um, to look at what reparations would look like. Evanston, Illinois, um, Asheville, North Carolina, um, Providence, Rhode Island, I saw. I think California has something as well. So there's some places that have started to look at this and and figure out like what what does it mean for us and what should we do so i think for the most part a lot of it is is with the background of um we're gonna examine how policies were shaped and we're going to try to work on those things like housing and education where those large disparities lie that are a direct line from slavery um and see how we can fix that and hopefully turn it around the other way Uh and provide some equity do you agree with that that way of of looking at it yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, it sounds pragmatic to me. Um, Versus, say, like, giving people a check. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, like yeah. no, nah, that's... Because, like, you know, like we talked about before, off-air is, like, <laughs> basically, 
if you give people certain people check, what will happen is we're actually going to be refeeding the system that has historically oppressed people and people that look like me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's it's just a what is going to be happening is going to be a regurgitating vicious cycle which you know ends up feeding itself yes and as much as you know anybody would love a check eventually the money will run out right and it's and basically it's going back into the white capitalist system right right like that's that that's really what it is it's not you and we've talked about this when we've invested well right investment that's i think that's the word you know you want money that will accrue over time that will grow Mm -hmm. that will fund things that could directly benefit people of color Mm -hmm. and mainly education um uh of course i think also it would help if you know the money that was was gained through reparation um kind of was i would do a thing where if we could like for instance where i mentioned tulsa oklahoma if we could do a thing where we can go around and trace like people who were directly a family members who directly descendants of Mm -hmm. people directly affected by like people tulsa Mm -hmm. oklahoma yeah or even rosewood florida um seneca seneca right right exactly like (laughs) in new york yeah in central park somehow do something like that where we can trace the ancestry of these people and somehow start there like how they did with i know there were there was a thing with georgetown university where they found out that you know they funded they were able to save their university by selling the, the slaves that they had had mm-hmm. to some loners or something to that. I'm getting the story a little Got messed it. up. Okay. But they, they were somehow that they used them as collateral. Mm-hmm. So they used the, the enslaved people's collateral and they were actually able to gain money through that and end up saving Georgetown University and, and stop mm-hmm. them from going bankrupt. Um, and they ended up finding out who the descendants of these people were, these you know enslaved people were and they ended up giving them free education or something like that for like a few years five years something like that I have to go back to the story but it was something to that effect where they compensated them through education um so you know i would first start with those people that we know we can directly look at a case-by-case basis right. where we can look at these infamous cases and we're like all right let's start there mm-hmm. and then from there get into the more complicated thing of trying to find out like you know who was a slave here in this country and who was the descendants of that and you know maybe find out how best or how they would like you know right the compensation to come like would they rather a check or several checks down the line and you know we have you know situations in this country where people are getting money like you know, like I said, trust fund, right? Mm-hmm. That could be like a trust fund mm-hmm. type of thing. Like, 
I mean, it's complicated, right? The whole thing is very but complicated. It's, yeah, like it's not. It's very I, that, complicated. That, like you see, I'm kind of tripping over my words and trying to explain <laughs> it. Like, I, and I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. All I know is there should be something. What that thing is, I don't know. I'm yes. not paid to do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I can tell you, I can, you know, I can look at certain things in a sport, baseball, football, basketball. Mm-hmm. And as much as I know about that, there's still many people who are experts and that's why they have those jobs and I don't. So <laughs> I know things on a very uh like elementary level. Yeah. Uh a very rudimentary level. And so those people get paid to do those things. Yes. And that's why And there have been there have been studies done. I had read one about someone who had been studying it for about like fifteen plus years and was setting a valuation to it was in the trillions i believe um mm-hmm. of the money that it's like over two trillion it's something, something insane like right which is but the but it also didn't account for other things like what came out of that right it was the it was the direct in the the, the direct um cost from slavery Mm. period Mm -hmm. not everything else that has come out of it from slavery right right? so so like put that into perspective um but i think i think too right so we've talked about hr 40 we've talked about kind of what should that look like how some places are are defining reparations um we all remember how dave Chappelle defined reparations in uh in that skit um but i guess i mean we've seen we've read we've heard the arguments from folks like mcconnell and lindsey graham and i mean we all know how tom cotton feels about things like 1619 and all of that as well but we've seen all these things we've seen what they've said well this was you know we got to move past it well you know this is just keeping the wound open this isn't helping anything i it's right i can't even say it without laughing because it's completely insane um and so, considering where we are right now in this moment in 2021, and considering the support that I think something like this has gained over time, we're still talking about something that has existed for 30 years and has not had any movement. So, I mean, honestly, do you think that we can get anywhere with this with hr 40 uh i want to be optimistic (laughs) i really do um but my thing is throughout this great country of ours our history every time that black people or anything connected to black people Anything that's seen as a victory for black people, a progress for black people, there has been a negative backlash um, to 
immediately follow the progress that we have attained in this country. So, you, you know, you can go back to Reconstruction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After slavery, Reconstruction was coming and black people were finally going to get some semblance of uh, rights and dignity and be able to hold certain political offices and gain some economic uh you know, uh, growth and kind of just do good for ourselves and come back, like come out the dirt, like the Phoenix rising of the Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And then a few years after that, you know, um, there was of course Southern whites who they definitely were not in favor of this. Um, and violently, um, of course, came down on the heads of black people and said that, we can't allow this to happen and so came the kkk mm-hmm. and of course like i said now of all also with that was the pulling out of union sh- soldiers in 1877 um with Rutherford b hayes um and you know th- th- that's one example and then also another example is you know we have the jim crow laws that that came after slavery basically was in the black clothes that came after slavery was like a pseudo slavery was basically a quasi slavery I should say because if they couldn't have the actual institution of slavery at least they could do everything in their power to hold on to the worst parts of that and to still subjugate us and oppress us and have our rights basically taken um, us to be marginalized to be brutalized to be killed, to be done everything possible to us without any um, account for it or retribution for those things done to us. And when you, you know, you can go throughout history and then even, of course, as recently as Barack Obama being president, who then do we have as our 45th president who is the absolute opposite (laughs) and antithesis of Barack Obama? was somebody who perpetrated the ongoing myth and lie that the Obama, that Barack Obama was not born Truther, in this country. Truth or birtherism. Birtherism. And so sorry, not yeah. You know, you had and then of course January sixth with the storming of the Capitol, um, which was basically for me an affront to all the black people who put blood sweat and tears into voting for who they wanted into office and those people directly saying that those votes did not count that they were fraudulent and the election had to be stolen uh how dare you kick out our king trump and so when you take all that into account i have like i said hope but what it is it's a it's a it's a skeptical hope it's a hope that I hold on to, but I don't necessarily, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to turn myself blue into, you know. <laughs> Hopeful, I, but not optimistic. Yeah, like, is, that, is that fair? Yeah, it's basically like I'll dip my foot in the water, but I'm not going to totally dive in. And, I, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not trying to drown. <laughs> I think that, um, I think that we also need to just say that this isn't a strictly a southern a, the south problem right i think right. a lot of people want to kind of put it on 
right, with the Civil War and put it on the South, but um, the North, there were enslaved people in the North as well. It, it, it wasn't just like, oh, it was, there was like this line of demarcation. It was like, mm-hmm. slaves, no slaves. That, that's not, that, that's not the case. New York actually was the biggest northern slaveholding state before the Revolutionary War. A lot of people don't know that, but that's that's our um, yeah dubious distinction. Yeah, so, so I, I think it's just important for people to realize that as well. Um, and when we talk about learning your history and understanding your history and and trying to teach your kids the true history supplement what they're learning in school like all of this stuff right you don't really you don't learn about that in school and there's no mistake that the stock market (laughs) is located yeah in wall street new york Mm -hmm. which is ironically right across the street from the massive statue of george washington a slave holding president and not too far from there was the African burial site. Right. So this is all connected. It's <laughs> right. all it's all it's connected. Not, it's, it's not coincidence. No, it's the this is the crux of our capitalism is yes. slavery was the like they said, king um cotton was king back mm-hmm. in those days. And um Well slavery the the, the use of of enslaved people you know, creating goods, mm. picking cotton, creating goods, tobacco, right? Tobacco, not, like not there's tobacco, so cotton, much, so much sugar. Those goods traveled the country, right? Traveled the world, the world even yes. So it's yes, it's not. You know, it was it was basically it was like Europe, uh, Africa, and America. So it, it just created that triangle. Um, you know traded bodies for their their ability to produce goods yes and then those goods being sold to households and businesses and you know money of course um going into these banks and then the banks um getting rich off of this and growing off of this and then they'll be able to loan to certain companies and then the companies would have to so it was just and like, the disrespect of black women as well yeah, and that as well and of course using the black body those black yes. women body to produce yes. more slaves mm-hmm. so it was basically their bodies were used as factories um and so you know after a while the bodies became disposable because yes. if you would lose one or two slaves at least you had that woman to produce more for you and you know, more bodies were coming along the way, and you know, of course, you had child labor. Um, yes, we, <laughs> we didn't talk about that. Like, no. how many children were being put to work? Yeah, at the time as well. Well, I, you know, I we did something within my department at work, and we we have regular open discussions to talk about social justice and and other issues um and for february since it was black history month like okay let's pick someone that we that that's slightly more obscure like not the usual right it's like telling your kid when they're doing a book report like don't pick martin luther king jr (laughs) don't pick right like the harriet tubman like 
they are important and significant. However, that that's who we hear about the most. And I um, decided to learn more about Carter G. Woodson, the father of black history. And what struck me, I mean, there were a lot of things that struck me about him, but the fact that his, both of his parents were enslaved um, and he did manage to go through get an education he he didn't finish high school till like he was in his 20s because of what you were saying he had to work he had to he had to do all of those things and so your education wasn't number one right Mm -hmm. and you had to help your family and you had to you were especially if you were a male Right, like that stuff was that was expected. Of that you. was it. Yeah, it, you didn't go to school. You had to work in the field, and he did that. I mean, he finished high school. He ended up getting a PhD, went to Harvard, um, and I think those stories are so significant to then understand how this man went on to write. The books that he did went on, you know, was an educator, was a preserver of black history who without someone like him, you bless you, you wouldn't have, we wouldn't know a lot of the stuff that we know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing that we had a man like that to be the guess you could say the archivist for yeah history um but that but 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 then sad at the same time that we needed him right to do that yes why why should it be his responsibility to feel that he had to be and just and just understanding that you know his his experience his parents, like that, his siblings, all of that. Um, you know, he died in 1950, right? Like that's not, that's not long ago. Like his life was not that long ago. And so we need to take a minute and just think about 150 years. Yeah, that's nothing. <laughs> I mean, the, nothing. First, the first slaves landed in Virginia in 1619 and so we've been a country 1776 and the last slaves were released in 1865 <laughs> so see, 1619 to 1865 that's 200 something odd years 1865 to now hmm, do the math on that I, I'm not did I get a math but 156 yeah I think I use the calculator I'm horrible at math I think yeah <laughs> so when people say there's not a direct correlation to slavery to now think about the time between we ended slavery to where we are now 2021 and then um, the beginning of uh, our time as a nation or or whatever like so we it's less time right okay. <laughs> so 
So we and go, that is your right. brief history lesson, folks. Yeah. So so when people say that, I'm like, you gotta miss me with that because, you know, that 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 doesn't make any sense to me. Um, the math, the numbers don't lie. Yeah. Is right there, and you know, you you can't just brush that under and act mm-hmm. like it's nothing because people, of course, who aren't directly affected by it have the privilege mm-hmm. to say it's nothing and it's not a big deal. Yeah. And that, you know, maybe we should move on. We should, you can't move on. I can't ask a victim of something. It's almost, ins- it is insulting it to is. ask a, a victim of something yes. that you yourself have not gone through to tell them to move on. I can't cut you, see you bleeding, try to put a bandaid on it, or maybe not even give you a bandaid and tell you to move on. I can't cut your legs off and tell you to walk it off. Because you have no legs in which to walk. So, mm-hmm. for you not to even to make an effort to give me prosthetics, mm-hmm. metaphorically or literally speaking, and then to insult me to my face and tell me to move on, is adding more salt to the wound. Yes. And so, this right here is not reconciliation. That is not retribution. And so, that's all we ask for is retribution. And that's also a form of dignity and giving me my respect. So if you don't do that, then you got to miss me with that because I'm not the one and my people ain't the one either. So I'm just going to leave it at that. That is a good place to leave it. Um, I'm sure we will come back to this. This isn't going away as it shouldn't. And I'm sure we will come back to it and, and talk about it more as there are hopefully more developments um, with HR 40 um, as we go through. Yeah. Definitely gonna keep my eyes on this one. Yes. So with that, we will close our reparations talk. I am Nicole. I am Earl. And this was the the mix mix up. up. Holla. Be good.